What's good, everybody? Welcome to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business, a.k.a. Money Compton. This podcast is available on all platforms such as Google, Stitcher, Apple, Anchor. Um, again, shout out to Anchor for always housing our podcast and making this available to all platforms. You can also find me on Twitter, S-P-O-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. You can also email the show at gmail.com. You can also find us on the World Wide Web. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Money Compton. So, uh, yeah, man. So we just wrapped up possibly the greatest NFL playoffs uh, as far as a overall um, menu of games. But uh, yeah, so we're going to get right into it. Um, we're going to talk about these championship games. But uh, first of all, I-, I said this on social media and I'm going to say it here on the air, bro. I refuse to debate anybody who's going to sit here and say these games was rigged. Vegas had something to do with it. Uh, the Super Bowl's in LA, so uh, the NFL had to make something up to 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 keep the Super Bowl and keep their money in LA. Shut up, okay? Just, just I don't want to hear it. And, and I'm gonna bring up a couple of points. One, the Rams don't even have a fan base, so what the hell difference does it make if the Rams was playing in the Super Bowl or not? The 49ers just had 65% of that stadium occupied in a Rams home game, and I'm gonna get to that in a minute. And I talked about that last week. Two. If, if Vegas lost a boatload of money, and mind you, I do live here in Las Vegas, so I know how the how the underdogs and everything works. I'm pretty sure Vegas just took a bath on the Bengals winning yesterday against the Chiefs. So there's not, Vegas ain't really happy about the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. So let's just cut that bull jive out the way as well. Three, before the teams were even announced, the going price for a Super Bowl ticket with fees on Ticketmaster was about 8,600 bucks. Once when the Bengals and the Rams were announced, those tickets dropped to buy about 20% and they're about $6,500. $6, Third of all, everyone's talking about, well, this is a rich person's game and a lot of people, you know, this is just something for their granddad, your grandkids and the great grandkids where rich folks are going to go. First of all, or I should say, fourth of all, this game is in California. A lot of these rich folks, they hate California, which means that California has a lot of jurisdictions and uh, restrictions as it is due to COVID-19. You really think a lot of these rich folks is really going to be sitting here spending all this kind of money and they can't even sit there and take their masks off in the stadium? Get out of here with that, okay? So let me get that disclaimer out the way. Don't debate me with that. Go debate your coworker. Go debate somebody tomorrow at work, okay? I'm not here for that. I'm not here to hear that this game, that the games were rigged. Pat Mahomes looked stupid in the second half. Whatever. It ain't got nothing to do with it. These games weren't rigged, and that's that. Now, now that I gotten that safety briefing out the way, uh, we can actually talk about real stuff that actually happened on the football field, okay? Not this rigged and and the fix was in and all this other bull jiveness. Like, y'all sound y'all sound crazy. Y'all sound some kind SKS, some kind of stupid right now, for real. Yeah, it just makes me ugh. ugh. Anyways. Um, let's talk about this Chiefs and the Bengals game first and foremost. Did I really just watch the Kansas City Chiefs just blow a 21-3 lead or did I watch the Atlanta Falcons play? Um, because that was a tale of two halves. And I was and I was watching, I watched the entire game. And the Kansas City Chiefs got too cute. They 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 got too cute, they got complacent. Um, you know, I think they didn't make any adjustments, and the Cincinnati Bengals made adjustments. And I think a lot of y'all forget that the Bengals beat the Chiefs this year. Um, 
in, in a great game where Jamar Chase ran, caught for like 260 some odd yards and, and I think had three touchdowns or something like that. Set the all-time rookie record for most uh, catches or most uh, receiving yards in the game. And I think the score was like 36 to 33. Um, so the Chief, the, the Bengals were already in the Chiefs' mind. Um, the, the Chiefs came out blazing, but that's the, I'll tell you what, what cost it in the game. And it wasn't the two Patrick Mahomes interceptions, even though those were horrible. It was it was going into the halftime. They got too cute. The the play with nine seconds left, um, where they throw a swing pass to Tyreek Hill and, and Eli Apple of all people was able to tackle Tyreek Hill and, and keep him in bounds and the play ran out. They should have just went for the points. You get the points, you're up by, I believe it goes 24 to three at that point. You get the ball back in the second half. And you kind of put the game into an and, and kind of out of reach at that point. They didn't do any of that, and and that's you know Andy Reid kind of took took the hit and said that that's his fault that he called a bad play. And I mean, but even with nine seconds, if Pat Mahomes sees that, he should have just threw the ball out of bounds. He should have just threw the ball away, and, and it just didn't happen. Um, and and, and the, the the defense, and, and I mean, you can only keep an offensive team that's so good like the Cincinnati Bengals. You know, you can only tame them for so long, and they they got they got they they woke up. They literally woke up in the second half. Momentum swung. I think that was the huge momentum changer was when Eli Apple was able to stop Tyreek Hill right there going into halftime. I think that changed the whole outcome of the game. Now Pat Mahomes played like doo-doo on his stick in the second half. I think he had two two interceptions. Um, his quarterback rating was like a 1.7. Um, I think he only threw for like 50 some odd yards in the second half. So he looked terrible, hot garbage. Um, but the defense didn't play any better either. And, and that, that defense, yes, it, it did make huge improvements. But what happened with the Kansas City Chiefs in the second half is that they relied on the one big knockout blow as opposed to the first drive, I believe, is when how they, they marched down the field. I think it was like a 10 play uh, drive where they had their first touchdown. I believe it was Tyree Kill. Um, they got too cute. They kept, they, kept, they kept trying to throw these haymakers as opposed to just nickel and diamond their way up the field. They didn't happen. They tried to go back to their old roots and it bit them in the butt. This is not taking nothing away from Cincinnati Bengals. They made adjustments. They were able to put Pat Mahomes on his butt. They had him running for his life. Um, and, and Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow, the defense stepped up, had two crucial picks. Um, and, and they made they made it happen. Uh, and like I said, I called it, called it from the beginning of the season. I said the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals was going to play teams hard. I said as long as they could stay healthy, they were going to play teams hard. Um, they were. I, I, I didn't. I'm not going to lie. I didn't think they were going to make it to the Super Bowl. But am I surprised? No, not really. Um, they, they, I mean, they, if you look at their wins and who they beat this year, they were great, great, great wins. So, not surprised. But shout out to the shout out to the Bengals. Um, the first time since I believe '88 is the last time they've been to the Super Bowl. So, um, these cardiac cats, they they the real thing. So, um, you know, we'll see what ends up happening with them. But they 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 their swag is on a million, and they ain't got no reason for it not to be at this point. They done they done walk the walk and talk the talk. Um, for the Chiefs, they got a lot of questions they're gonna have to answer. At least uh, they got to figure out who would solidify. They need to solidify a number two receiver. Um, McCole Hardman, he's good, but he's he's super inconsistent. They may need to patch up a little bit in the linebacking core, I believe, for the Chiefs as well. Um, I feel like the linebacking core is not that good. The secondary, you know, with uh, uh, Bashar Breeland not being there, Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, um, he needs help back there. So. Um, I think the linebacker in the secondary might need a little bit more help. So um, the Chiefs got some answers. They need they needed they need to answer some questions because um, that, that 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 you shouldn't be able to lose a game like that.
Um, but it shows that the Bengals had heart, so, you know, we'll, we'll take it. But I told you all on this podcast, and I kept saying it all football season, the Bengals was the real deal. And y'all thought I was crazy, but hey, what do I know? I've only, you know, what do I know? Hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah. And so now we got the San Francisco 49ers against the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> And I said, don't sleep on the Niners, but I also said which Jimmy G was going to show up. And it looks like we had OnlyFans Jimmy G. We had Pornhub Jimmy G, um, you know, whatever else you want to call him in the adult industry, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo. But he stunk. He stunk. I don't care what anybody says. He didn't. He played. This is a guy that is not a good game manager. He's a guy that you have to play ahead. He's not going to be a guy where you can put the ball in, the, in, in his hands in the fourth quarter and be like, yo, I need I need a win. Can you make this happen? The team plays great defense. The special teams is on par. The running game is on par. Passing wise, eh, 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 eh. And the cool part about it is they have a great weapon set. And they have a great arsenal with Brandon Ayuk. George Kittle's probably top three tight ends. Um, Brandon Ayuk showed that he can actually, you know, he can pick up the slack. Debo Samuel might be the best football player, period, um, in the game. He's probably the best football player. Um, and you still couldn't get the job done. So, um, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm not surprised by how the, the Rams won. Um, I'm not surprised how that last interception ended up being. Um, I, I mean, it's the Niners, you know. I mean, they they gonna with as long as Jimmy G is the is is the quarterback for the team, they gonna find stupid ways to lose a game. Um, he's he's not an accurate quarterback. This is another. This is like the third time in a big game where he missed a wide open player, or he just made a boneheaded move, and he's costed the team a, a, a dub. Now everybody keeps saying Trey Lance, Trey Lance, Trey Lance. I'm gonna I'm keep it a buck with y'all right now. I don't think Trey Lance is going to be on long-term answer, uh, Niners fans. And I know y'all don't want to hear it, but I'm going to keep it a buck. I don't see that happening. I don't think he's going to be a great quarterback. From the few, the, the little bit we saw of him this year, he looked very, very green. He looked scared. He looked like he wasn't ready. The game was just too fast for him. And I'm going to tell y'all another thing why I don't really have a lot of faith in uh, Trey Lance. He went to North Dakota State or something like that. Yeah, that's a that's a one double A or a one. It's not even one uh, A. It's not even Division One football. It's like one double A or something like that. Uh, the only other person that did that, I believe, was a Carson Wentz and a Joe Flacco. And how did that turn out? I know Joe Flacco won a Super Bowl. That was on the back of back of Ray Lewis, uh, Ray Lewis that year. Um, and, and Carson Wentz, Wentzelmania, looks like he can't even get his life together, and he's always hurt left and right. Um, so that, that's one thing, you know, the competition in college isn't as good as it is. Um, and at that level of college football, it is in the NFL. So y'all talking about train Lance, this train Lance, Danny, y'all gave up the farm for him. I'm not too sure, man. I'm, I'm not even gonna lie. Y'all was better off probably with Mac Jones who played in the university of Alabama, who probably came from a pro set, um, and who can make things happen. This Trey Lance cat. I'm not, I'm not so sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm in in the Niner in the Niner faithful don't want to hear it, but you know it is what it is. Y'all gave up the farm, and y'all don't have a first round draft pick. I think for I know it's not this year, and I think next year as well. Um, I could be wrong, but I know it's definitely this year that y'all gave up uh, that draft those draft picks for Trey Lance. So um, you know the the defense is is great. Nick Bosa balled out. Fred Warner's balled out. Um, everyone keeps blaming the. Uh, I can't think of my man's name, number three, who dropped the pick, and then the very next play has a 15-yard 15, 15, uh, penalty for uh, for a helmet-to-helmet 
Um, but there were so many miscues on the offensive side of the ball as well. I think this Niner team averages anywhere between 90 to 100 yards running the ball. Uh, they only got like 50 yards rushing the ball today, um, which they're a play action heavy, heavy uh, passing game. And they, they weren't able to set that up. So, yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I feel bad, but then I, get, I don't feel bad because I always think about, you know, I, I called it on Twitter today. I said the curse of Colin Kaepernick still looms against this team. Um, you know, I think that that's something that, you know, I, th I always say karma is a, is, is a mug. Um, I'm, I'm, I come from the military and, you know, the military will tell you what goes around comes around. And I think this is something that's catching up for the 49ers, man. There's a lot of bad karma in that organization. And a lot of people don't want to uh, uh, acknowledge it, but it, it is what it is. I think this is bad karma. Um, you know, and y'all didn't do my man right. And, and here, here's, you know, we, we'll get you, we'll get you as close as we can, but, uh, you know, we'll get you to taste it a little bit, but you can't have the whole cup. You know, it's like a Costco free sample where everybody be walking around getting that free sample. You know, you get a little bit of it and you find out what the price is. You'd be like, nah, I'm good, B. So, um, yeah. So now we, you know, I'm going I'm to give my Money Compton's quick, early, super duper early Super Bowl take, man. So we got the Cincinnati Bengals playing against the L.A. Rams. And the Rams are, I believe, a three and a half point favorite immediately. Um, as of this recording, I'm pretty sure that line will either I think it'll it'll shrink to probably a pick them pick them or the Rams by one or two, one and a half I, I, is what I would assume. Um, it'll be even or a pick them or I'm sorry, even or a Rams by one and a half is what I'm thinking. Um, and I think that's a very, very generous line that the Rams are getting three and a half because I mean, technically it's a home game, but it's not really a home game because the Rams don't really have fans. Um, and then also, like I said, the Bengals ain't, bro. The Bengals, the Bengals ain't been to the Super Bowl since since I was one years old. Since I was a year old, bro. They ain't been in the Super Bowl since uh, Ford was in, uh, not Ford. I'm sorry, uh, Reagan was in office. Ronald Reagan was was the president the last time these boys was in. The, it was in the Super Bowl, man. They had the icky shuffle going on. Okay, there ain't there, there ain't no real Bengals fans running around here, dog. Um, and I'm not, I'm not, and this isn't for me to bash on either one of these teams, but this is a a doomsday device for for the NFL. Are people going to tune in for the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Are people going to watch the Super Bowl? Absolutely. Are people still going to gather for the Super Bowl? You bet your bottom dollar they are. But as far as teams being able to travel, or as far, I'm sorry, for fan bases to be able to travel, they couldn't have picked. A, I mean, this this. I'm not saying the Bengals don't travel well, um, but this isn't this isn't a huge market team. You know, this is a this is a Super Bowl that should happen in like Jacksonville, Florida this year. This is exactly where the Super Bowl needed to happen. They were better off having like a Kansas City against the Rams or the Niners. Um, but for the Bengals to, to slip, slip up in here like uh, that one dude did in the purge, kind of threw things off. So right now, I'm going to say the Rams, just based off of experience, are probably going to be able to pull this one off. Um, but it's going to be it's going to be a very, very close game. Um, the today, today, uh, the Bengals offensive line was able to show y'all that they, that they, that they can keep that man upright and keep him not on his back, but forward. Um, and he was able to prove that he can win games. Granted, he, I mean, he got sacked nine times last week and he still won a game. So there's that. But I mean, I think, I think, I think it, it's a little too fast for these boys. Um, I think the moment might get too big for him being the fact that 
this is Matt Stafford, you got OBJ, you got Jalen Ramsey, you got Aaron Donald, you got Leonard Floyd, you got all of these star, uh, Von Miller, uh, who's a Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> I mean, it's just, I think it's just too much. And I think this Ram team, you know, they went Alpha India, which is all in um, for, for, the, for, for them to win this now. And I think if the Rams were to win this now, they don't give a damn about what happens to them for the next five years, honestly. I, I mean, being the fact that they don't even have a draft pick for the next few years anyways, a first-round draft pick, I should say, shows you that they are they are fully committed and winning in two weeks at home. Um, so that's my, my early, early take. So, um, you know, I, I think it'll be a great game, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think uh, we got one more, one more show before the actual Super Bowl takes place anyways, which, yeah, that'll be next week. Um, yo, so we're going to transition out of football. Like I said, great football games. Um, again, you couldn't ask for anything better than what just took place. Um, super duper, you know, I was extremely satisfied with how these, these playoffs played out by far the best playoffs, um, ever as far as a whole entree of games moving on, like some weird, some weird stuff happened yesterday. Um, and where was I at when this happened? I was out running errands. Um, I forgot where I was at, but I saw, I, I got the, I got word on it and I was like, oh, whoa, wasn't really expecting it for it to come out this soon, but not surprised. I was only surprised at the timing and everyone knows that, uh, we're talking about, well, I don't know. Is this dude retired or not? Like I need, I need hand, I need actual receipts and, and my boy, my, my big bro, Brian, big Sarge, Brian Bearfield, he, he put out today, I think it was either today or yesterday and he, he, he hit the nail on the head, man. He said, um, you rather be right than be the first one to put some news out. And, and he, he couldn't have been no more correct than that statement right there. I think oftentimes, especially in this business, everybody wants to be the first. You know, everybody wants the clout. Everybody want to be able to say that they put it out first. But sometimes being first ain't always correct. And, and clearly yesterday, it seems like Tom Brady, I mean, word on the street, um, all the major networks said that Tom Brady was retiring after 22 seasons, seven championships, 10 Super Bowl appearances, had retired, um, you know, and everybody started and, and shut, shut the Internet down. The Internet went, went haywire. You got Pat Mahomes, Josh Allen, LeBron James. You had all these people out here, you know, giving that man his flowers. But so throughout the and, and the reason why I was surprised is because I thought um, the timing of it was weird. The day before Championship Sunday. Um, not really going into off season, not to mention, I believe after either February or April, as long as he's still on the roster, um, he still, he still gets like a $15 million bonus or something like that. So the time of it just didn't really make sense. Um, so I was like, eh, okay. And then now there's rumblings coming out of his camp that he, he, he's, he's informed the bucks that he hasn't officially retired. Like he hasn't, he doesn't know what he's going to do. So, so now there's this, there's a hoopla and there's still the major network still trying to, I don't know. I don't know if they're trying to save face I, and I'm not going to go on a re, on a limb and say that they are saving face. Um, but, um, you know, it, it seems like they're still trying to push this narrative that he is retired, but there's word on the street that he hasn't informed the bucks that he fully retired yet. So it's really, really weird. Um, but I, I, if he were to retire, I kind of get it. They're, they got too much. They're going to have too much turnover. Um, Gronkowski. I mean, I'm pretty sure if, if Tom Brady retires, there's, I'm a thousand percent sure that Gronk's not playing next year. Um, at least for the bucks, I think he would retire and I think he, he ain't got nothing to prove. Um, Leonard Fournette. I mean, 
you know, he could dip set. I mean, Chris Godwin could dip set. There's, and and Dominican Sue can, he could probably retire too. So this team is going to look completely different if there isn't a Tom Brady. So the timing of it was weird. Um, am I surprised by it? No, not really. So I didn't even know if, but if, if, if my man is retired or not. That's all I'm trying to figure out. So, um, but if this is the last Haywire, I get it. Um, 22 years is, is longer than I was thinking about this. Tom Brady been in the NFL since I was in middle school, bro. Like, <laughs> Tom Brady been in the NFL since I was in like the eighth grade. I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, that's that's true stuff right there. So, um, we'll, we'll, more to follow on the story. I just feel like it's really, really interesting that all of a sudden, you know, there's some conflicting reports that he may have not actually retired. So we'll see what ends up happening. Um, I'm assuming he's going to stay retired. I'd be shocked if he does actually play um, just based off of all of the the, the 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 long term and how much of a setback this will be this year. And that's a lot of dudes to be asking them for to take another pay cap, pay cut for one more year again. So um, we'll see. Uh, more NFL news. Uh, another head coach got hired today. And it was for my team, the Las Vegas Raiders. They hired a new GM and they hired a new um, head coach, which is the former offensive coordinator for the New England Patriots, the former head coach of the Denver Broncos, Josh McDaniels. So I saw the news swirling late last week that the Raiders were going to ask, you know, permission from the Patriots to um, have Josh McDaniels um, for an interview. Um, I also, you know, and it was kind of like a unwritten rule that whenever Bill Belichick was going to retire, that Josh McDaniels was just going to take over. Clearly that's not the case. And the Raiders were able to get him. E, what's your thoughts? Eh? Like, what? Josh McDaniels? What? I mean, uh, uh, yes, he has a playoff win with Tim Tebow and you know they 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 were able to get one one playoff win, but huh? I mean, I, I I guess we'll have to wait and see. But honestly, I feel like this is a step in the wrong direction, and this is something that it can go left really really quick. It can go left really really quick, or it can go you know as far as Josh McDaniels can actually take this team. I'm going to say this right now, this this Las Vegas fan base or the Raiders, I'm going I'm to say the Raider fan base. I'm not going to disrespect the Raiders all like that, even though I do live here in Las Vegas. Um, um, the Raider fan base is one of the biggest fan bases in, in, in the country. I don't know. I don't know if this is a great hire. And I know a lot of people were there. There were the, 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 the local, you know, the, the if you you ask typical, you know, if you asked a, a took a poll on a on a huge serve or if you took a poll on Raider fans, it was split between uh, about Coach Pisaccia, Rich Pisaccia. A lot of people loved him. It was either you loved him or you hated him, um, which was very, very interesting. So that 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 was I, I, I thought if they weren't going to get keep Rich Pisaccia, I thought they were going to go. You know, they were going to give a max effort to try to get Jim Harbaugh out of Michigan to come to Vegas. Um, so I was actually surprised that they even interviewed um, Josh McDaniels. I, I don't know, y'all. Like, I, I really just don't know if this is a good hire. I'm not gonna lie. If I had, if my gut is telling me right now this is a good hire, the answer is no. I don't know what he can do with a Derek Carr. I don't know if they're gonna get a new offensive coordinator. You're gonna get another offensive coordinator. This is gonna be Derek Carr's like fifth offensive coordinator he had. He's had in like the last seven years. I don't know if that's a good thing. Do you keep Gus Bradley as your defensive coordinator who who didn't have a bad season? Like the Raiders' defense wasn't bad. The secondary was just terrible. Um, per usual, 
Um, they were actually able to get a pass rush this year when Gakwe and Max Crosby. Um, Denzel Perryman was like one of the league leaders in tackles. Um, uh, Hobbs, he actually was like one of the top five, top top fifteen cornerbacks if you go by a PPI ranking. So it, it's not it's not bad, but yeah, I don't I'm not I don't I don't love this hire. I'll put it like that. I just don't love this hire. Um, and it can go really it can go south really 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 quick. Um, I think the Raiders fan base, Raider Nation, they're not gonna be patient. They gonna want they gonna want more. Um, being the fact that they had a you know, there's no moral wins in football, but for the Raiders, for everything that they went through this season, they, they, this is definitely a moral victory season for them. So for them to take any steps backwards next year, it, 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 these boys, this fan base is going to get impatient really, really, really quick. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so Josh McDaniels, I hope you got a plan. I hope you're ready to win now. Um, and and I'm going to be honest with you, the Cincinnati Bengals just, just, just put the league on notice. There's no excuse why a team that just won two games two years ago just it's now able to go to the Super Bowl the very next uh, two years later. And then, I'm going to be honest with you. Ain't no telling what would happen if Joe Burr didn't get hurt last year. If he didn't get hurt with that ACL injury, ain't no telling what would happen then last year. So the fact that a team that just won two games two years ago is now knocking out the door at the Super Bowl. There's no more excuses for a lot of these teams. So we'll end up seeing what ends up happening. But uh, Josh McDaniels, <sighs> that's been my reaction all day. It's just, eh, I guess. Uh, I don't love it, but it is what it is. So. Hey, man, I hope everybody's been really enjoying the Sports Business Podcast. Like I said, it's available on all platforms. But before we dip up out of here, we about to talk about the Sports Business Podcast dummy of the day. And I know this is a family show, so if you got kids or anybody under the age of 18, you might want to cover your ears and just cut it off. I appreciate y'all listening. But I uh, got to give the dummy of the day. My sister actually sent me this, um, this, this article. Um, no, 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 it wasn't my sister. It was actually my lovely fiance that sent me this article. Um, and and it was just the most bizarre thing. I couldn't, I was just like, what, what are we doing? So the sports business podcast dummy of the day has to go to this footlocker manager out of Ontario, Canada, which is, I believe in, in a city called Brampton. Um, I don't know if that's the blood version of Hampton or Rampton. I'm just messing with y'all. But Brampton, Ontario, a foot like a storm manager is accused of masturbating into sneakers after a video of the incident went viral. Um, it looks like a person um, posted a video on Instagram then just deleted it. Um, filmed an employee who was 25, 27 years old. Um, who was seen ejaculating into an insole of pair in, in, in a pair of sneakers? Well, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you, let me say that again. There's there's a footlocker manager that got caught masturbating in the store and let loose in one of the shoes, bruh. The sneaker culture is already going through hell, and you probably just did your thug thizzle in a pair of retro 11s. Um, that just came out. What was it? The cool grays that came out over the, the, the last uh, Christmas shoe was the cool gray 11s. You probably just did your thug thizzle on some retro 11s and now somebody can't get a pair of shoes. What are we doing, man? Like you really out here just letting, like you better off just boosting shoes. Like what, what are we in the day and times where people have to release their, release their tensions or frustrations in shoes? Like, Dog, I've heard of people doing a thug thizzle at the workplace, but this takes it to a whole nother level, man. What was you thinking? Um, needless to say, it sounds like this person's no longer an employee. Um, 
and it, it is and it looks like the guy he did confess and um, it looks like he might be uh, out of Foot Locker. Um, it looks like Foot Locker is aware of the videos and told that they were handling it. Um, yo, Foot Locker, you, you, it's bad enough that your uh, Flex app is already trash, but now y'all got employees that are not only boosting, um, and if you don't know, know what boosting is, they, they pretty much backdooring shoes um, to, to the homie, and basically the store, the shoes are already sold out before they even hit the store, so... So you got you got you got backdooring going on. Now you got people out here letting loose on shoes. Supposedly foot action is supposed to be closing a whole bunch of stores now because of the pandemic. I mean, this isn't a good look for y'all, man. Like y'all need to clean it up. Y'all, I mean, well, literally, you got to clean up the mess that was there. Um, but y'all just got to clean up the image, man, because the sneaker game is just dead as disco. And it's, I mean, this ain't cool, man. Like this, this is this is this is disgusting. So you got a whole bunch of frustrated people that can't get their Jordans now, and then you got people that are probably buying pairs of shoes that once upon a time had semen in it. That's disgusting, dog. So now I gotta sit here and make sure there's no defects on my shoes, but now I have to sit here and pull out a, a blue light to make sure there ain't no baby gravy on my shoes. Like, come on, dog. What are we doing, man? So my man out of here in Brampton, Ontario, the Foot Locker manager, um, you get the Sports Business Podcast dummy of the day. Because, um, bruh, I don't know what you was thinking, man, but... Hey, you know, I hope you ain't working there no more. I'll tell you that. Anyways, like I said, my name is Eric Compton. This is the Voice Business Podcast. Like, again, go ahead and tell three friends. Hit the like and subscribe button. Uh, email the show with any comments and concerns. Other than that, we out of here. Y'all have a great night.